0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Shred Podcast, Episode 32. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Schweitzer, and today I am privileged to be joined by Jesse Ramirez, our newest coach at Shred. Uh, Jesse's new, but our newest, but he's been around for a little while.
1: What's going on, Jesse? Oh, I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Great, great.
0: So you you started coming to Shred, what, about a year, almost a year ago?
1: Yeah, I think uh, January or February of last year.
0: Yeah. And then you joined the coaching staff uh, late summer?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been uh, doing CrossFit?
1: Uh, I've been doing CrossFit since October of 2011. So just over eight years I've been doing it.
0: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and you and you you you're like a five day a week or, or more correct
1: yeah five or six days a week depending on uh, what i got going on in my schedule awesome yep
0: uh so one of the big things that you've brought to shred in your short time here is the 5 a.m class mm-hmm. i gotta ask i gotta ask how <laughs> do you get up that early in the morning
1: oh man well i i go to bed super early that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, you know it's just the nature of the job. you know, I've been a trainer since two thousand ten, and you know five of the, five a m has always been like a uh, a popular time, so I'm kind of used to it. I've been doing that for almost eight or or actually nine or ten years getting up at five a m so yeah, I uh, just kind of got used to it. I kind of got to used to um love caffeine coffee, you know that's been my <laughs> period <laughs> to wake up yeah. for that stuff, so. Yeah, it's pretty much my secret weapon right there.
0: Awesome. So you, you said you've been a trainer since 2010. What what made you want to get into this line of work?
1: Uh, as like being a trainer, you know, I yeah. think, um, you know, I I do like helping people. That's kind of like my favorite thing to do. And I like teaching them stuff. And, you know, fitness has always been something that I've always, that's always like excited me and that's, I've always gravitated to. So, um, you know helping people reach their fitness goals was just something that was like a no brainer for me. So I just kind of pursued, pursued that.
0: And so in the CrossFit world, the trainers, uh, can get a level one, a level two, all the way to level four. You're Mm -hmm. currently a level two, correct?
1: Yeah. I'm a level two.
0: So, uh, I'm a level one. Uh, we have, we have a pretty good split of level twos and level ones at shred. What, what's the main difference between a level one
1: and a level two? Uh, The main difference, I would say for me, it's been a while since I took my level one, but I think the main difference was uh, your level one was kind of like the basics of CrossFit. So kind of like the basic philosophy of CrossFit, the basic of the movements um, is pretty much to me, it was almost like an an introduction to everything. And then the level two was more of like a a deeper side into coaching. So it was how to coach the movements. Uh, I went over all different cues, like your tactile cue, your visual cue, and verbal cues. Um, It also kind of went into like group management, how to like manage a class. Uh, So it was very more in depth and it was very more like a practical too. So in the level two, you're literally put on the spot and you know, you had to coach other trainers, which is hard because most trainers move well already. So it was like teaching, you know, already already well moving athletes, like, and coaching them and making them better. So that was a challenge too. But, you know, at the same time, it made you better, it really made you focus on like subtle faults, uh, kind of that everyone has. And uh, that's probably the biggest thing I took away from it was just looking at subtle faults, looking at like, you know, people that already move well and making them better. Well,
0: that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have any other certs from CrossFit? I know they have uh, like other things that they certify.
1: Yeah, I, had a, I, I took a couple other courses. So, you know, I got my level one, level two. I also did um, the CrossFit weightlifting uh, training course. So that was led by um, uh, two of the Bergner Sons. Uh, they both led that. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, the CrossFit gymnastics course was also probably my favorite course. It was, um, it was just like knowledge bombs every every single second. Like I, I could not keep up with everything I was learning and all the notes I was taking for it. So um, as far as information, like gymnastics ones, was probably like my favorite out of all of them. Uh, just to go back a second, just to explain to our
0: listeners, uh, when you say the Burgunder sons, uh, like the Godfather of Olympic lifting, is Mike Burgunder. Yeah, uh, and the, and these were the sons of of like the Godfather of Olympic lifting, correct?
1: Right, right. So yeah, when I, I think he programs CrossFit weightlifting too. If I'm, or actually, I think Sage might have taken it over now, but he used to program a CrossFit weightlifting for, uh, and it's like a free blog for CrossFitters if they want to like up their weightlifting or even be like a hybrid between like a crossfitter and an Olympic lifter.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite moments of last year's games was when they did the uh, one rep max clean and jerk. Yeah. Uh, and they brought Mike Burgunder into the booth uh, to analyze the athletes as they were doing that, which was really cool.
1: Oh, that is cool. I, I must've missed that part, but that'd be really cool for him to see that or do that.
0: Yeah. Really good time. So the gymnastics was your favorite. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, and it's obvious, you know, you're, you're a really good gymnast in our gym, so that must have been (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a a lot of small things to, to learn from, but it was, yeah, definitely helped out a lot.
0: Uh, so what do you like to do outside of the gym for fitness?
1: Um, outside the gym, be honest, I'm a pretty big gym monkey, so I don't really have much of a life outside the gym, but, um, like, uh, if, I guess my favorite things I think is just things that you kind of take for granted every day. Um, like walking up the stairs or carrying groceries. Like I have a, you know, I have a three story condo and, you know, when I have guests over, they're like, Oh my God, I don't know how you walk up all these stairs every day. And, you know, my room's at the top of the, uh, you know, top floor. And, you know, for me walking up the stairs is like, you know, drinking a glass of water. It doesn't really phase me much. And, you know, my parents are also getting a little older too. So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I kind of use my fitness to help them move the couches or move any furniture that they need to be moved or chop wood for the winter. So they can put, you know, wood in the wood burner, wood in the fireplace to keep them warm. And, you know, they got two new dogs, so they're two Huskies and they're super hyper. So, you know, being able to take them for a walk without, you know, have them drag me down the street is something that, uh, you know, something I use my fitness for. So I guess it's kind of like just everyday activities, you know?
0: Well, you mentioned your family. Did you grow up in the Columbus area or did you grow up elsewhere?
1: Uh, No, I actually lived. I lived in Hilliard until I was five years old. And then we moved out to um, a small town called Howard. And I know nobody knows where Howard's at. So I usually say Mount Vernon, which is um, like an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes north of Columbus. So uh, it was a a smaller town. um, And that's where they they still live at. But that's pretty much where I grew up at. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're not too far away and you can help them with the dogs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh,
0: so you mentioned you, you've been a trainer. Is that what you do outside of shred for an income as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I am a community wellness manager for a gym called code and pretty much I just do, well, you know, I I coach some uh, fitness classes. I do personal training. I do a little bit of programming um, along with some other, like, managerial uh, responsibilities of managing a gym. So, yeah, I go from one gym to another every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I meant it's by like, being a gym monkey. <laughs> I'm always there.
0: Yeah, that, so there's not a lot of time to get outside the gym for other fitness.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I might as well just turn my condo into a gym, and I'll be at the gym 24-7, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so we just finished uh, this year's Open. It was our second one of the year, um, mm-hmm. and it's a big deal at Shred. What, what's your favorite part of doing the Open?
1: Uh, you know, I, I really like the challenge of the workouts and kind of like the reward that comes with it. So, you know, it's always it's always a good way to kind of like gauge yourself where you're at and everything. Um, I love the competitive part of it, uh, and, um, you know, I also like, trying to strategize the workouts for myself and for the other athletes so you know i'm a when it comes to that stuff i'm like a numbers guy so like numbers play a very big part in crossfit especially in the open so when you know when it comes down to okay how many reps should i do this minute how long should i you know rest between these two sets how many sets should i take uh even came down to one workout i was like okay how many how many breaths should i take while doing doing this rep so um, yeah those things I kind of I kind of enjoy about it
0: and, and my understanding is this is the best you've ever done in an open
1: yeah this is the highest I've ever finished in the open so I was pretty pretty excited about that you know I've been doing the open every year for the last eight years and you know to finish as high as I did um, for doing it for so long I was I, I pretty much shocked myself but uh, you know Granted, uh, the participation was down. Some of the workouts played in my favor, but, you know, still like I still finished high as a highest that I ever finished. So I'm pretty happy about that.
0: Uh, I think I heard that you finished 97th percentile in the world.
1: Yeah. So, um, all my workouts that I finished was above the 90th percentile, which I've never done before. There's always like one or two workouts every open that I just tanked where I finished in like the 70th or the 80th percentile. So, uh, this year after the first quad, I was like, okay, I'm in the 90th percentile. Let's see how far I can keep, you know, doing this. So yeah, every single workout was in 90th percentile and it came, Overall, I was the 97th percentile in the world. Um, I think other rankings, I was 66th in Ohio, which I think the highest I've ever finished was like in the 80s. And worldwide, I think I was like 3,000 something. And the highest I finished was like in the 6,000. So, you know, those are all pretty pretty decent jumps from what I've done before.
0: That That is incredible. Congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: So now we're going to get into some more of the fun questions uh, that these are more rapid fire. Right. So what is your, what is your favorite memory as an athlete? Oh
1: uh, man, as an athlete, um, I have to say that there was a time where uh, I was training with a group of people that was chasing, uh, chasing a spot for the games as a team. And it was my favorite memory because it was probably the most elite group of athletes I've ever trained with I there's one year I think it was like 2016 where friendship was trying to because so I was part of friendship for a while they were trying to make it to the games and it was I don't know the level of commitment and the level of like um, uh, I guess greatness I was just surrounded by was just awesome and you know it kind of rubbed off on me and it kind of uh, you know set a good path to like the rest of my crossFit career so that that's got to be like one of my favorite times was' chasing that. That's-
0: Cool. So what is, what is your favorite moment as a coach?
1: Um, as a coach, I have, to, I have to bring up two things since I can't mention one without the other. So um, as a coach in 2017, I had a uh, teen athlete, a female teen athlete in the 16 to 17 uh, age division qualify for the CrossFit Games. So she ended up finishing 17th in the world. So, you know, that, I mean, obviously I think that'd be anybody's favorite time as a coach, but, you know, for me is like the experience of being a a games coach and being on the same floor as like everyone that you see on TV. Like me and my uh, athlete, Anna, we we were literally warming up to right next to like CrossFit mayhem. So we're like, wow, we're on the same floor as these guys. So, um, yeah, just that experience experience and like learning experience alone, that's got to be one of my favorites. And, um, the other one happened actually just recently. And, uh, this year in 2019, I had, a another teenage athlete qualify for, uh, Wadapalooza and he was in the, he was a boy and he was in the 14 to 15, uh, age division. And, um, kind of the cool thing about him was they took, uh, they take the top 15 to go to Wattapalooza. He actually finished 16th, but because of a uh, video submission that didn't go through in one of the top athletes, he ended up being 15th and ended up qualifying for that event. And then uh, he battled his way all the way up from 15th to, uh, he tied for third and at Wadapalooza, but after the tiebreaker, he ended up fourth. So it was, it was a pretty cool experience to watch a kid fight, you know, from not even being able to, really, he, he, you know, got in from just pure luck. And then he, you know, he battled all the way up to almost a podium spot. So those got to be my, my two favorite coaching moments. For those. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So
0: what are two things that you do to keep your health and fitness goals on track?
1: Um, really it's simple. I just make sure I sleep and I eat well, you know, I try to get as much sleep as I can. I know getting up at five and 6am or actually four and 5am every morning, it's kind of hard to do, but, you know, just trying to get, uh, at least anywhere from six to eight hours of sleep a day and nap if I can. And also, um, you know, just, just eating well. So, um, you know, just eating real foods. So those are two things I keep things on track with.
0: Okay. So now we're going to move into some like movements, uh, CrossFit movement. What is your favorite CrossFit movement and what is your least favorite CrossFit movement?
1: Uh, my favorite CrossFit movement has to be uh, the handstand walk. I love walking on my hands. I think it's so fun. Um, my least favorite has to be wall balls. I hate wall balls. Like I hate just – to me, it's so monotonous. Squatting down and throwing a ball up into a target. So, uh, yeah, I don't like that movement at all. It's not a short guy movement.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now what is your favorite and least favorite named w- wad?
1: Oh, um, my favorites is the CrossFit total. Is that, is that considered a, a named wad? I know that comes up. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I like it. All right, cool. Yeah. So if you, the CrossFit total, I, I like, I like one rep maxes. So, you know, the one rep max back squat, the one rep max strict press the one rep max deadlift. If, if you don't take that I also like, uh, the name wad nasty girls. So I think that's three rounds of, uh, Seven muscle ups, 50 air squats, and then 10 hang power cleans at 135, 95 for women. So that's got to be my favorite, my least favorites. I, oh man, I cringe every time I see Karen. 150 wall balls for time. (laughs) I cannot stand that. I cannot stand that workout. So, So,
0: and you still were able to push through 20.5?
1: Yeah, I was. I was able to couple my. My most hated movement with one of my favorite movements, and that balanced each other out, so it was a good it was a good like yin yang effect where i could I could handle the wall balls <laughs> if you know what I mean
0: yeah, so yeah. what is your favorite and least favorite healthy food?
1: Oh, my favorite healthy food I eat a lot of uh, organic grass feed ground beef um that's been the best thing for actually for like my recovery and for like my digestive system ever since I started eating that like a year ago, uh, I've noticed a very big change in my body. So I'd have to go with that as my favorite, my least favorites. I'm not a fan of vegetables. Like I'll eat vegetables cause I know they're good for me, but um, yeah, I, I wish I could be healthy without eating vegetables, but I can't. So I still eat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And your favorite and least favorite workout song. Oh geez. Um, anything, I, I can listen to anything aggressive. So I listen to, you know, like a lot of rap, um, something that, that pumps me up or any like party songs or anything like that. Uh, my least favorites, I can't, I'm, I'm probably going to ruffle a lot, of, a lot of feathers when I say this, but not a big fan of country music. I can't work out to that. I need something. I need something else. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs>
0: Uh, Last question, uh, your favorite male and female CrossFitter uh, that do this for like a profession.
1: Okay. Uh, Favorite male. I I don't really study the CrossFitters that much, but a favorite male I'd have to go with, you know, Matt Frazier, but not just because he he wins every year. But, you know, I've always been attracted to uh, the person with like an outsider's mindset. And, you know, what I mean by that is you know, he does everything to perfection or he does everything like the best that he can. So I remember reading a story about him to where, uh, you know, he was taking a test and he literally just went to the library and studied for 12 hours until you memorized like the whole book on something like that. So, you know, not everyone does that and not everyone wants to do that. But at the same time, I see why he's so successful is because he does those, those type of things, you know, how how are you going to beat a guy who stays at the library for 12 hours, you know, memorizing the book. So that's, I mean, that that's a characteristic that makes them unbeatable. Um, Favorite female, I'd I'd have to say Sarah Sigmund's daughter because she dropped in at Shred and I got to meet her. (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy one. All right. Uh, And she's kind of attractive. Uh, Yeah. She's not too bad looking, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to answer these questions for us. It was good to get to know you um and for the rest of you stay tuned uh check in with us uh, next week for shred podcast episode uh 33 talk to you later
1: all right thank you scott